Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. On the phone line, tell us more about horse racing. We have Gabrielle Sommer, uh, the four racing manager. Yeah, there's also an event coming up uh, that's called the Charity Mile. We'll be building up to that as well, but also learning a lot more about the sport. Gabrielle, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. It's an thank absolute you. pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time this morning. All right, so horse racing, yeah? Yeah, so many questions. So yeah. many questions. Where do we begin? Let's begin at the very basics before we get into the charity mile and everything that's happening at the weekend. Uh, just take us through the very basics. If you were to explain horse racing to a kid, what would you start? Where would you? Where, what would you say? No problem. So horse racing is a beautiful sport, as you mentioned earlier, and there's so many different aspects to the actual horse racing game. Um, there's the actual horse racing that you watch taking place, the, the race that takes place. But so much goes into the sport prior to that horse actually lining up at the start. There's the jockey aspect. There's the training of the racehorses. There's the owning of racehorses. There's the punting of racehorses. But an overall picture is that horse racing is a sport, and it's generated by gambling. Uh, the sport is maintained by gambling. The stakes that are run for is comes through the gambling side of things. But a lot of people that love the game don't gamble at all, and you don't have to gamble to be a part of horse racing. Um, as you mentioned, there's the fashion aspect to it. There's so much that it entails um, to be part of horse racing, and it's just a really beautiful sport. It's, it's, it's an amazing sport, right? And I think when it's introduced to kids, it's normally through ponies. Um, and let's talk about the introduction of the sports and just how expensive it is to get into the sport. Of course. So horse racing is quite an expensive sport. But as you just mentioned now, you said the kids generally start with the love of the actual horse, riding ponies, riding horses, etc., etc. But the ownership side of, of horse racing is pretty expensive because these horses are treated really well. They need to be fed. They need to be looked after. The training facilities have to be kept at an absolute at, at an absolute high standard, so so you're looking roughly at about ten to twelve thousand rand a month just to own a racehorse. Certain trainers could be a little bit higher, certain trainers could be a bit lower, but the average is about ten to twelve thousand a month, and that's to own a horse. Um, then you do race for stakes, of course. Once those horses get to the race course, they race for certain stakes, which helps. Uh, sorts out the monthly keep, but you get owners that own percentages in horses. There's 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 fractional ownership and there's owners that own a hundred horses. It just depends. So so you can, if you want to be an owner, come into the game and you can own a ten percent share in a horse or one percent share, and of course your cost will be in accordance to to your percentage. I'm I'm interested to find out where these stables are because it's only like you have to drive a very long time and, and around Joburg for quite some time before you actually bump into an actual stable. Where in Johannesburg are we likely to find most of these stables? No problem. So in Joburg, uh, we have three, when I say Joburg, in, on the household, we have three um, centers where racehorses are, are kept. It's Turfentine Racecourse. It's Midrand, Ryan Kisventine Racecourse, and then in Ferenichen, there's the Vol Racecourse. You get a, lo- a lot of other stables in the north, etc., but those are hack yards. But specifically for horse racing, it's Turpentine, Ryan Kisventine, and Ferenichen. And each centre houses about 1,000 to 1,500 horses. Are there different formats of horse racing, or is it just the one lap around the course? Okay, so... so In South Africa, it's predominantly flat racing. There is only flat racing, and the distance varies from 800 meters, which is a very young horse starting his career, right up to 3,200 meters. 
And there's racing every day of the week. So we've got racing in Joburg, Durban, Cape Town, and Port Elizabeth. And besides Christmas Day, there is racing generally every single day of the week in one of the centres. So every day there's different programs of which horses can run because you've got, call it 3,000, 4,000 horses. I'm just using that as a figure. But each horse runs over it, or when I say each horse, there's horses that run over different distances and they categorize by how good they are. And that's where a separate body comes into play, the uh, National Horse Racing Authority. And there's specific people in place called the handicappers that actually rate a horse how good he is. So there's no bias when, when he rates the horse. And then those horses will run in the races that are there for them. You can't take a horse that's rated a 70 and compete against a horse that's rated a 100. It just wouldn't be fair. So there's specific races for those different rated horses. Oh, interesting. And now I'm wondering with the longer races and the different types of formats, does that mean the, the price pots vary? Possibly what you could win as someone who's putting money down on these horses, does that vary as well? Yes, the, the prize money varies, but not according to distance. It, it varies according to rating. So the better rated you are, the more money you would raise. For. Mm. So, for example, the, the Betway Summer Cup that's coming up, that's for a horse over 2,000 meters, but that's for your top horses over that distance. So the prize money is 2.5 million rand, which is beautiful. But you could get a race over 1,000 meters uh, called the Computer Form Sprint, also for high-rated horses, and the prize money will also be very decent for them. We, we normally talk about equality when it comes to sport. And one of the sporting codes that um, Tanak and I actually picked up and said that men could actually go up against women was Formula One, because all you're doing is you're driving a car. In horse riding, is there a physicality difference in which women and men um, could go up against each other or could not go up against each other? So, so there have been women uh, riders for many, many years. And unfortunately, it's a very difficult sport, um, not only for women, but even jockeys that aren't up to scratch or aren't as good as the, the best, they do struggle for rides. So, so it's been difficult for women up until this year. And the reason I say this year is the National Horse Racing Authority have done a massive study uh, to find out the longevity of how long or the longevity of women riders previously. And there was an average of around seven years. That was the, that's how long a woman could survive in the sport, which wasn't good, which is poor, to be honest. So what they've done is they've now given all women riders an allowance, regardless of the race they're riding. So we got a lady called Rachel Veneker who's currently riding, and she's a very, very good jockey. But every horse she rides, she gets a one-and-a-half kilogram allowance off that horse, which encourages trainers to use her instead of using a male jockey who doesn't get that allowance. Because in racing, a lot has to do with the weight a horse carries in a race. Mm, all right. And, and I suppose that brings us into the jockeying aspect of it. I know that a lot of racing... Um, is built on the relationship between jockey and horse. Just talk to us about how those relationships are usually cultivated. How How is it that a specific jockey gets onto a specific horse? Is there a scouting process? Do you apply? Do you just have to hit the scales? Like, How, how does it work in terms of uh, fostering that relationship? So, so basically, trainers um, would have the jockeys that they predominantly use. These jockeys don't just get on the horse race time, they do their work in the morning. So the horses are exercised Monday to Sunday, and trainers have their different uh, training regimes which they use. So those jockeys get used to those horses um, through that time. 
Um, the, the work starts very early in the morning, half past four in the morning, and finishes around nine o'clock. But as I say, so the jockey gets used to the horse, and a trainer will generally put a jockey on a horse that he uses. There's certain trainers that won't use certain jockeys, and there's certain jockeys that won't ride for certain trainers. But overall, it's, it's which uh, jockey a trainer wants to put on that horse. And when that jockey works a horse in the morning, he gets used to his mannerisms, he gets used to all the different aspects of that horse. And it definitely makes a difference come race time because, as I say, he, he knows that horse better than the next person would. Oh, so just to clarify, I thought it was one jockey per horse. And until that relationship comes to an end, be it jockey leaving the sport no. or horse probably uh, maybe coming towards the back end of, you know, it's, it's riding time. But you're saying jockeys are essentially like free agents, yeah? Free, yes, correct. Free agents, and that's definitely not the case. I mean, you can get a jockey that wins on a horse today and then chooses to ride something else the next time that horse runs, or trainer that's not happy with the jockey's ride on a horse today and then chooses to use another jockey the next time. But, uh, yeah, so definitely not that they stick with the horse throughout the career. That's actually a rare case if that does happen. Well, I mean, obviously, riding a horse is something that, that, that comes as a skill, yeah? But what makes someone a really good jockey? And just how long does it take for a jockey to form the relationship between themselves and a horse? So, so jockeys have to go through the South African Jockey Academy, and I'm talking in South Africa now, uh, where they do their apprenticeship, which is a five-year apprenticeship. There are um, exceptions to the rule, but generally five years through the South African Jockey Academy to learn the craft of riding horses. But for me, what makes a jockey brilliant is is his his mind. Um, just being able to see what's going to happen in a race before it actually happens. Judging the pace, because pace is everything. A jockey that goes too fast on a horse, I can almost guarantee you that horse will not run a place. It, will, it won't have anything left the last two or three hundred. So it's all about pace, judgment, thinking in a race, and balance. Balance is everything for a jockey. I mean, a, horse that's, a jockey that's balanced, uh, that horse is able to use his stride and just run longer for faster, which which makes the difference. Yeah, everything you've said sounds like skills I possess, except I'm massively overweight, as per what I've seen uh, on the horses in the past. What what is the what typically does a jockey weigh? So so jockeys when they start their career, I think uh -huh. they've got to go into the when they start their career going into the academy, they've got to be in the forties. I'm not Jeez. quite sure the exact weight, but it's forties. But when they start riding, the minimum weight a jockey would ride at 48 kilos. Wow. Um, and it goes, yeah, goes up to a maximum weight of about 63. Th th that's very interesting. But when it comes to the horses, what makes a horse actually go faster? Like, how do you train a horse to go faster? So I don't think yeah. you can train a horse to go faster. I just think you can train a horse to be fitter. And their ability so makes them go faster. Ah, okay. So it's okay, cool. Okay. I Get was that. I was way off it. I thought I You thought, thought it was Yeehaw? That, that's what I assumed. <laughs> but that thought the loudest Yeehaw wins. All right. So uh let's lastly wrap it up here, Gabriel. I think you've done you, you've done a good job in terms of explaining to us just about the sport. We certainly know more for it. The summer cup is coming up on the twenty sixth of November. What is the summer cup all about? Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. So you say it's coming up on the twenty sixth of November and it's an absolutely beautiful event. It, it's it's an event that's taken place for 125 years, and it's just a, a phenomenal experience for everyone that's involved. Um, for your, from your side, if you came to the races, it would be about the fashion, the enjoyment, the entertainment. But from a racing perspective, the Summer Cup holds um, a long history in Joburg's horse racing calendar. And it's, it's predominantly there for your top-class horses 
that race over 2,000 meters, which is generally your classic distance. So from a racing perspective, you're coming out there to witness the best horses Joburg has to offer over 2,000 meters. And from an outsider's perspective, you're just coming for the entertainment and the enjoyment of a fantastic day's racing. All right, tell us a bit more about the theme of the day. Uh, what should we be dressed in? I know these things so often have like, you know, specifics that you need to follow. Uh, what's that yeah. looking like? So the theme for the year is Golden Summer, and it was just a play on uh, Joburg's nickname, the City of Gold. Um, I'm in the racing side of things. I'm, I'm not a fashionista, so I'll leave that to, to you guys to yeah. decide. But uh, yes, I'm just, I'm really excited about the day. Yeah, all right. No, brilliant stuff. And on the day itself, maybe you can talk to us about the racing lastly. I mean, how many races do we see across a day? Uh, what times do we have to get there in order to see the races? And if we are betting people looking to get into that side of things, uh, how do we then go about picking horses just on a whim? Is there more information given? Just give us that breakdown. Perfect. So, so on the day, there'll be 10 races. Um, the Summer Cup will probably be race seven. We're still in the process of finalizing that, but it's going to be around race seven. The first race will start at about quarter past 11, and then there's about 30-minute min intervals between each race. And the reason for that is horses have to be saddled up, jockeys have to be weighed out so they got the correct weight. So there's 30 to 35-minute intervals between each race. Your Summer Cup's roughly going to be around half past three. There's a beautiful half-time show between race six and your Summer Cup, uh, so people can enjoy the entertainment entertainment that's going to be around the 30 minute show so i think if you you want to see that you need to be there at least by two o'clock um so you can witness that so there's 10 races on the day and then yes uh there are uh, tipsters on course there's information given uh, so that you can follow follow the day and you i mean the nice part about the day is there's 10 races you don't know which race you could make your winnings or have a big win so you need to invest in most of the races and you don't have to play big. And I promise you there's a chance that when you do win, you'll be back next week for, for, for further fun. Listen, it all sounds really, really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pull my life savings and come to the horse rack. And, I and hopefully go. I change my fortunes. But, uh, but yeah. They've always said, uh, do you know what the easiest way That's to make a small fortune in horse racing is? What's that? It's to start with the big fortune. So get those <laughs> life savings and come to the... Got it. That sounds like good, terrible advice. Like at the same time, the it's best two things. Advice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Listen, but thank you so much. We really do appreciate your time, Gabriel. Uh, and uh, we'll see you come the 26th, yeah? Looking forward to it. Thank you so All much right. for having me. All right, cheerio. That's our Gabriel Soma there on the phone line with us, the four racing manager of Racing Affairs. Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m.